Howdy doody, how you doing? This is Lindsay, your host. You're listening to Life Through a Distorted Lens. Welcome back, you guys and girls and ladies and gentlemen. This episode is my first interview with Jennifer Bilek from the 11thHourblog.com. I am so thrilled I got to have her on. It was a wonderful chat. She uh, writes about, I'm going to read from her um, website, About Page. She writes at the intersection of humanity, technology, and runaway capitalism. Um, she's done some immense amount of research with this transgender movement and how there's, you know, big money behind this and big pharma and all these NGOs. And I'm just, I'm just going to stop talking and let the uh, interview speak for itself. And uh, I've got, I got into this. I've also been an activist, like for most of my life. That's and, what I was uh, wondering, yeah. You know, campaigning for women and children's rights and um, environmental uh, protections. And um, so I was working probably 2013, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in this environmental organization or closely related to this environmental organization doing some work for them and stuff. And uh, one of the founders asked me if I would um, secure some speaking venues for them because they were being blacklisted. Why? They were being why? Blacklisted because they acknowledged biological reality. There were some people in the organization identifying as transgender, and uh, they wanted to. They were men, and they wanted to be included in the women's caucus. This and was in 2013. Yeah, this is 2013. So this is what this seven almost eight years ago now that I I feel so <laughs> delayed on this because I just kind of realized it all like this past December, which is so recent. Yeah, I feel just, like kind of ashamed. Yeah, wow. Like I don't know. It's like it, I don't want to um, talk over you, but go ahead. <laughs> that's okay. So anyway, so that's how I became involved in this issue, and it wasn't like I was like really um, completely oblivious to it. Um, mm. I had read The uh, Transsexual Empire by Janice Raymond, who's a radical feminist, brilliant radical feminist. And she wrote this book, The Trans, uh, Transsexual Empire, um, back in the 70s, late 70s. Okay. And I got to it in the 80s, early 80s, when I got involved in feminism. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I thought it was just breathtaking and brilliant. And um, so... But I had sort of shelled it, you know? I mean, it wasn't really loud in the culture. It wasn't, like, a really striking issue. Um, Wait, pause. What made you get involved in feminism at all? Um, that's a really good question. I mean, I was a voracious reader. I'm an autodidact, so I, I'm a, you know, I've always been a voracious reader. And, um, you know, I was in the bookstore one day and started looking at some feminist material and it just um struck struck my chords you know was Was it something that was your uh mom or someone that you were close to that um kind of taught that or kind of encouraged not encouraged uh just innate yeah (laughs) i'm gonna ask all the dumb questions by the way i love that approach playing you know not dumb but uh yeah i got involved in um working in domestic violence and i did that for many years and um it sort of gives you a clue um, oh, yeah. into the male oh. psyche. And uh, point. <laughs> you know, what I was seeing and living, you know, um, was, uh, you know, mirrored in the feminism, uh, feminist material that I was reading. 
and it gave it some sort of form, you know, like a why, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. So then 2000, you know, fast forward 2013, I was working, you know, doing environmental work and stuff. And um, I had secured some venues for these people that couldn't speak anywhere else. And um, the, the venues were canceled right away, like within days of securing them. One, two, three. And I was Did they give you a reason or anything? Just, you know, we're not going to be able to do it. That was it. Cool. And, um, you know, if there was another reason at this point in time, I don't even remember what it was. Right, right. I remember that I was like, by the third one, I was really pissed off, first of all. Yeah. You know, I was really pissed off. I was like, what are you talking about? You know? Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, so that started me on a path. I was like, so how is this happening? Why is this happening? Mm -hmm. You know, usually this much power has money behind it. So I went looking for the money. You know, I went to the uh, massive LGBT NGOs in the United States. Um, Arcus Foundation and uh, Tim Gill's Gill Foundation. What does NGO mean? Non-governmental organization. Gotcha. And, um, you know, I was looking at other LGBT NGOs also and started asking some questions like, when was, when was the tea added? Like, I kind of missed that, you know? Mm, right, yeah. Um, I mean, I had been involved in the, in the uh, gay community and stuff. I'm bisexual, mm -hmm. so, you know. Mm -hmm. But it just sort of like, whoop, sort of escaped Wow, me. even being involved in it, huh? You know? Yeah. And um, so it wasn't impacting me so greatly. Um, right. But yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, so and when did the tea come in? And then I started remembering, oh, Janice Raymond, Janice Raymond, Janice Raymond. So I went back to the <laughs> And I was like, oh, 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 oh. Um, I read it all over again. And I was like, oh, okay, now, now I'm trying More to get pressure. it. You know, mm -hmm. it's industry, industry, you know, empire. That's what she was getting at when she wrote the book, not empire, mm -hmm. right? like a kingdom, but right. like an industry. Um, Lots of money, big money. <laughs> and I, I'm so sorry. My phone is. Um, oh, you're fine. Don't worry about it. So at all it's okay <laughs> it's okay it's okay so and i found um gill foundation and i started looking at the money being passed through these organizations and i was like fascinating Ooh. work by the way your blog writings on the 11th hour.com i believe that's the uh, url 11th hour was one of the yeah was one of the first uh researcher writings you're fine uh it's okay it was one of the first things i read about all this and it blew my mind so in a sense i kind of i feel like i jumped right into it and that's kind of what i started saying on my facebook and people automatically are like oh it's fear-mongering and conspiracy and especially somehow the george soros mentioning him is like the oh, yeah. oh, oh that guy i'm like but why so i did my research i actually asked reddit and they were like i don't know just i think it just sounds so ridiculous that people are like that's that's ridiculous come on now really that i'm like no i mean i also did my research with what you said and it's just it's like a snowball where there's just so much about all this transgender agenda or movement there's so many angles that I have found it 
pretty impossible to just say that one thing that can be palatable to someone who really has no idea. And I feel like the majority of people are clueless on this. Um, so it's like, I'm finding it really hard to like mention anything about this without sounding like a conspiracy nut or whatever. I don't know. Well, you know, when I first started writing about this and I published, um, even when I published in 2018, it was the first article that I actually published. I mean, before that I was on social media and I was sharing information mm -hmm. that I was finding, but then it was only, it was, I wrote the article in 2017, but I didn't get it published until 2018 hmm. about the Pritzker family. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, up until that point, I was getting a lot of, oh, this is a conspiracy theory and you should have a tinfoil hat. And um, even my feminist comrades wouldn't, you know. Why did they say that? I just wonder why. I guess people want to live in a comforting or a comfort life where their current life is comfortable. And hearing something that that is that is actually that terrifying, I don't want to know that that's not real. I think that's I, I'm assuming that's why people do that, because that's you feel really powerless once you realize that there's all these big wigs, whatever you want to call them kind of controlling the world and it has been horrifying for even you know me doing my research uh so i get why people do it um it's really unfortunate i i'm gonna assume that's why they say oh that's oh conspiracy because oh i i, I want to live my comfortable life where i'm not being uh, impacted I by this that's whatsoever part of it but i also think you know the pro the propaganda for this has been oh. relentless yeah you know you can oh really it's gigantic the way that it entered the culture that it's really been um oh, God. planned oh for sure i mean it's in their document the, and I don't yeah the yeah. i don't want to i don't want people to think that just because i think it's been planned at a certain level <laughs> that i think you know as a global structure that everybody is involved in this at the same level. Do you know what I mean? Because no. I think yeah. that there has been planning, there has been structure, there's certainly political infrastructure, and I think that I prove that in the articles and the blog posts that I write because I include so many links. Oh, yeah. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, so... Um, important, by the way, important to back up what you say with, you know, citations, uh, statistics, studies. I mean, isn't that just basic conversational thing? I think that's a huge, I'm like, how do you not see these two sides? One's like, I have all these evidence, bio, biology, and the other's like, my feelings, and, which, by the way, that does matter, but when you lean on that, I mean, you got to have something grounded and something to back up what you're saying. I mean, I thought that was what each, everyone understood. I guess not. It's just manipulation across the board. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I, I forgot where I was going Sorry. Yeah. Welcome to, uh, I'm like, Oh, try to be quiet. Let her talk. Uh, oh, that's okay. hmm. it's nice to have an exchange. Yeah. Um, it's something I guess, I guess with the, uh, that it isn't just like everyone involved in it. It, it is these, uh, right. So not everybody, way, yeah. that's where my thought was going. Um, not yeah. everybody is involved in this in the same level. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. a lot of people mm -hmm. in the LGBT organizations that really believe this is a very good thing. You know, this yeah. is just more progressive. You know, these are, this is a small, tiny population of people. They've been mis misunderstood. They're, I wouldn't say they're oppressed because um, they haven't been right. you know, around. I know. Have to be exactly. Um, yeah. But um, certainly people, you know, feel weirdly about them, you know, so they're not accepted readily into society. Mm -hmm. Um. 
So people, you know, it's sort of like compassion has been weaponized, you know, through their propaganda. I mean, all the oh, stories yeah. have the same tone, even if they yes. don't say the same thing. Like it's very severe poor, violence, poor, poor, suicide, deaths. People. Yeah, the poor children trapped in the wrong body, the poor people that are going to, you know, commit suicide and jump off a bridge if they don't, you know, get tied to the medical industrial complex for the rest of their lives. Yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and face more abuse and harm than women. And yeah. I'm like, no, wait a minute. Um, say what now? What was that? Hold on. They'll, they'll be like, oh, even more so, uh, they face more abuse and uh, harassment or whatever than women. And I'm like, wait, where where did you get this from? Like, who told you that? Also, what the hell? I mean, <laughs> women have been around for how long? And I, to me, you know, the whole transgender thing is seems really relatively new and i know it's been around for i don't know how long i'm just like i don't know there's so much insulting comments to be said about i don't know they're just shooting themselves oh, in the foot oh, continually a minute because I, i'd like yeah. to clarify that actually yes transgender Please do. People, there are no transgender people there are people that get surgeries and there are people that take drugs to change their sex characteristics because yep. myriad different reasons Okay. Yeah. Um, gay men want to present as females in the culture because of the homophobia in, in society that is still very, very much entrenched. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. A little less obvious, more underground, but certainly there. Um, you know, men with adult men with a fetish. Um, and it hasn't been around that long. It's only been around as long as the medical industrial complex has been able to actually change sex characteristics. So that goes back mm -hmm. to like maybe the first one is within the 1930s the first one in america mm -hmm. was the 1950s mm -hmm. um yeah and then it was called transsexualism right which i guess you can't say now there i've heard i don't know well, i'm just know, transgender is really just can't say now. you know yeah I of course go back to the to the industry part of this you know like, where did transgender come from? It sort of fell out of the sky in the culture around the time of, like, 2013. Suddenly, you know, Laverne Cox was on the cover of Time magazine. Yeah. You know, talking about yep. a tipping point when there was nothing preceding that to, that would warrant a tipping point. A tipping point for what? <laughs> nothing there. You know, an occasional story in Hollywood with, you know, yeah. a character who thinks they're transgender. Um, you know, but other than that, you know, before that, there was nothing. And then all of a sudden... Boom, transgender children, transgender children, trapped in the wrong body, poor, poor transgender people, transgender violence, you know, oppressed minority, oppressed minority. Exactly. You know, all these messages kept like flooding the culture. I mean, everywhere you yep. went, there it was. And it's still going on. Yes. It's still oh, yeah. going on. Nonstop. Eight years of this nonstop, and it's just like really, you know, it's working on people's compassion. And it's also oh, yeah. tied, they've tied it to LGB. Right? Oh, yeah. Yes, they have. Already, you know, that has already cultivated enough um, acceptance in the society. So just adding the T is kind of like, oh, it's just kind of the same thing. So people don't really think yeah, about it, that. You no. Know, think about no. the information that they're getting. You know, the information yeah. that I have is way behind the, you know, it's behind the screen. Nobody's looking for that. Nobody's looking for the Pritzker family. Nobody's looking for Martine Rothblatt. Nobody's looking for the bankers that are investing in this. Nobody's looking at the corporations invested in this and why they're invested in this. Who cares? It's progressive. <laughs> they don't read beyond the uh, headlines. The LGB, right? Everybody loves the LGB now. 
Can you explain why it is different? Like, well, wh- how is it not? Like, because uh, I get the classic, you're on the wrong side of history. And I do think it's like uh, people are overcorrecting or trying to fix the people that were on the wrong side of history for the gay rights movement and whatnot. And I, I read a wonderful blog post it's about the differences. And yeah. And it's, I'm yeah. really, really glad you asked it because, you know, nobody asked this question. Why was it added? And why is it not good? Like LGB. Yeah. Why isn't it like yeah. LGB? It's just mm-hmm. another oppressed minority. Well, no, it's not, actually. LGB, lesbian, gay, bisexual people, are just same-sex attracted. They are attracted to the same sex. So now, in order to have this same-sex attraction, you have to have sex. Sexual embodiment. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, you add transgender, and what they're doing with this is they are trying to break the boundary between male and female and to put sex on a spectrum um, for profit by creating a multiplicity of um, identities. I'm special. Identities. Transgenderism, uh, a rebranding of transsexualism. So transsexualism really uh, is a fetish of adult men. Now, a fetish is um, a sexual obsession to an object mm-hmm. that usually progresses through your life. And the object in transsexualism is female biology. Having that as your own, as a man, that's mm-hmm. what actually gets you off. So this is a fetish of adult men. And this has now been added to the LGB along with transvesticism, uh, other fetishes, uh, cross-dressing, blah, blah, blah. Um, mm-hmm. And intersex conditions, which is a medical condition, uh, disorder of sexual development, mm-hmm. um, again, used as basically a Trojan horse to support the idea of sex on a spectrum. Right. This is what they're trying to do. And when I say they, these people have names. Uh, First and foremost would be uh, Martine Rothblatt, who is a self-identified transsexual. He's a man. He thinks he's a woman or he identifies as a woman. He thinks that's okay. He walks around with women's body parts as his own, you know, breasts. And, you know, I believe he's had full, you know, reconstructive surgery on his Mm -hmm. genitalia. Doesn't make him any less than a man, you know, still man. Yep. <laughs> um, and he's also considers himself a transhumanist, which is um, anything beyond human sexual dimorphism, basically. Once you get in yeah. there and you start messing with the human body, augmenting it in different ways, you, you're moving towards transhumanism. Um, so, robot, like, uh, what is oh, it called? You know, Synth, like a uh, partial so, um, has made a robot of his wife, a replica of his wife to look just like her. Is she still alive? Like yeah. she knows this. Yeah. He did that. <laughs> Does it live with him? I'm just confusing to me. Um, and he's made a robot of her, which he has, you know, put her consciousness inside the robot to his mind. Okay. So he has instilled and wants to instill her total personality into this robot eventually why is this good why is this 
Arcus Foundation. He founded mm -hmm. Arcus Foundation. So he founded that, I think, in 2000. So, yeah. So, what, what year did I just say? Like, maybe 2005, I think, they added the T. I can't remember. Oh. But anyway, so know. whenever they added the T. They added right. the T. And um, then came up these, these transgender organizations. Now, these transgender organizations, and they're global also. I mean, if you look up transgender organizations globally, I mean, there's so many of them. It's insane. Massive. And the, what they're doing is they're not trying to help people that identify as transgender or who feel trapped in the wrong body for whatever reason. What they're doing is they're normalizing, um, depathologizing this fetish of disembodiment. That's their sole purpose. And they send around their minions to schools, to different organizations, to train people that this is a progressive thing. And a lot of people are, are just buying it. Oh, it's just, you know, it's just this, right? A lot of people aren't even aware that that's happening. They'll, you know, the kid comes home or, you know. Exactly. They're not letting the parents know. Exactly. Like, they're like, wait, what? Like all these things, their whole documents, I've read the IGLYO one. Um, I think I'm saying that right. Uh, it's incredible. Like they're, huh? So, oh, well, um, what, I mean, it's all out there. Um, the, what they stand for and their, what I don't want to say laws, um, their agenda. It's unbelievable. I was like, it's it's all it's all out there like there's a whole document you can look up online i have all these links in my uh or you know i was gonna say show notes but the you know caption thing it says like deliberately get ahead of the government before they figure it out I'm, this is my own words um it's just so sneaky like everything about it is like red flag um like no sterilization like no uh psychology or figuring out like well what's going on it's just on the one hand it's, you have like a lot of that stuff is ha is behind the yeah. scenes. Like it's happening yeah. sort of underground. You know, they're coming into mm -hmm. schools, they're coming into these agencies, they're coming in and they're, you know, teaching this gender identity ideology as something progressive yeah. and good, right? Um, on the other hand, it's way out in the culture. Like, yeah. you know, I'm doing this new blog post. Um, I was working on it last night and it's about um, how they're glamorizing body dissociation. Yeah. You know, oh, Teen yeah. Vogue. I remember I got Teen Vogue magazine. And I'm like, what? Like normalizing porn and sissy stuff, which I'm just like, hold on. And Cosmopolitan magazine, you know, I think in 2015, they did this whole article on how horrible breast um, ironing is. You know, it's still happening in the UK and it's happening in other cultures. What is breast ironing? Breast ironing. You know, they actually iron the breast, you know, to flatten it. I heard... Like with what? Um, I think they use stones. Um, I don't even. Is this like medieval age? Like currently, people are doing this. Um, what? So it's like another form of binding. Sort of. You know, yeah. It's flattening out okay. the tissue. Um, oh my god. And okay. so, and then in 2016, they did an article for young women um, on how to bind their breasts safely, as if there is a safe mm -hmm. way to bind your breasts. No, it's horrible. Right. Not good. Bad. I mean, dangerous. Like Gillette, Nike, um, Thinks, Thinks women's like corporations, uh, Tampax. Uh, yeah. Corporation, uh, Tomboy X underwear for women. 
um, all using women who have chosen to have double uh, mastectomies, you know, to have their healthy breasts amputated, uh, young women, and using mm -hmm. them as messages of empowerment. You're choosing this, uh, you're choosing this as your, your own canvas to express yourself, your body. By removing parts of you that makes you really uncomfortable? Like, I mean, okay. Uh, I mean, a lot of women. You know, and one of their models um, for Tomboy X underwear, um, oh a beautiful model. She's so pretty. She's so beautiful. And she, um, you know, she's had her breasts amputated and she, she calls herself non-binary. And she has been, she's been in Vogue. She's been all over the place. Um, she's presenting as a male, you know. And I she's been on binary. Pictures that Can you be both? Taken of this woman over the years as she's presenting like this after mm -hmm. her breasts amputated, willingly, um, are so beautiful. The pictures are so glamorous. They're so stylized. They're so, you know, when you can put like really good photographs together of fashion yeah. and stuff. And they know what they're doing. She's posing. Mm -hmm. She's posing. Uh, she's posing with her girlfriend. Girlfriend is also very beautiful. You know, the mm -hmm. clothes that they're wearing are beautiful. You know, and, and I'm looking at this and I'm going, oh my God, how are young people supposed to resist this? Exactly. You know, it's so, they've made it so cool and trendy. Yep. It's like, wow, wow. And, you know, God. kids don't know about you know how powerful corporations are and how of course not advertising is. not at all they don't get it no they don't know that they're being you know cultivated as guinea pigs for you know this total 100% like eugenics eugenda you know agenda it's just it's horrible it's sick. and many of uh... these you know young women are you know, like a lot of the sisters have come out as lesbians and said, wow, I got really caught up in this because, you know, I'm a dyke and it's really hard to be a dyke, you know, in the culture. I mean, it's not even as, you know, it's not cool like being a gay dude, you know what I mean? It's mm -mm. different when you're a woman, especially if you present yeah. as like anything, you know, if you don't engage in femininity and performing femininity, then mm -hmm. you're a lesbian exactly. too. Oh, well, you are going to have an awfully hard time in this life, you know? And oh, you don't like wearing dresses? Oh. Realizing that, oh, I don't have to go through that if I just identify as a man. Exactly. What young girl would not do that? I mean, to escape the glares of uh, young men or, or older men. Uh, everyone goes through that phase of being uncomfortable with your body. It's just a part of growing into your yourself and becoming a male or a female. Uh I you just know, think it's an escape from uncomfort. Role models anymore, you know. What I yeah. Mean? Because it's like, oh, you know, everybody's turning queer now. Queer is, you know, queer is the new gay, you know. Yeah, yeah. So not. Cool yeah, it gets you so much attention. Why would you not do this as a young person? Body is so much cooler than actually being a sex and being attracted to the same sex. Exactly. If you're a young person, of course, why would you not want to follow the trend and something that gives you an immediate, oh, uh, I just imagine like a young boy or girl, uh, let's say boy for this, that they're like a really, you know, nerdy, awkward, shy. And then you see this thing that you can do or outlet or whatever, where you get immediate attention, uh, either from, you know, a lot of females 
like why would you not do it um it just seems like such an this just seems so disingenuous like it's like a cop-out of uh your natural form um of what you what should have just happened you know like let's hormones flow now we're getting back to the gender and the identity part of this right yeah we have mm-hmm. to look at the corporate structure behind Ooh, the propaganda for this has been relentless it's been perfect. yes the strategy Massive. has been brilliant the tactics have been so smart for what they're trying to accomplish and yes. it's working it's working on young mm-hmm. minds that are not formed you know um they're they're on the computers they're away from their families you know um they're involved in technology, tech, 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 you know, mm-hmm. and they're getting messages on this computer that are telling them that this is really good. This is really positive. Like, listen to what I was just telling you, you know, the corporatization, mm-hmm. the, the glamorization of this, of body dissociation in the culture, in the broader culture, in the mainstream culture, it's being glamorized. It's being normalized. You have a young man, he's probably gay. The, Jazz Jennings, mm-hmm. um, you know, pres- you know, he liked frilly things and the color pink. So his parents said, "Hey, you know, whoa, you must be a girl," you know. And he got a lot of feedback for this, and he got on TV when he was just a young young boy, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, now he's like, I don't know, maybe he's in his twenty, maybe he's twenty now. How does genitalia operated on three times? This has been made into a reality TV show. The complications of his surgeries, his point. penis goodbye party was on. Yeah, with the cake and yay. Yeah, like celebrating, laughter, ha ha ha. Had a penis cake and everything. Acceptance, yay, yeah. Affirm- yeah. affirmation. Yeah, you can't go. Empowering. You, exactly. You can't go to a TV program now, hardly, and mm-hmm. not have a trans character in there. Even children's yeah. programming. As- yeah, that's happening currently, slowly, uh, with a lot of stuff, for sure. Cartoons, yeah. And this is all normalizing body dissociation. It's all fertilizing the ground for more augmentation of humanity. Um, and a desexing. Yeah. Because eventually mm-hmm. what they're looking oh, yeah. towards, and I, I say they, and I go back to Martine Rothblatt, because it's his ideology, and it is his blueprint. I mean, if you read mm-hmm. his book, Transgender to Transhuman, again, what you're going to find is absolutely everything that's going down in the culture right now. I believe um, it. And he's, in, you know, he's very, very wealthy. He's been the owner of a massive biopharmaceutical corporation. Um, he's involved in, you know, the LGBT at the highest echelons, you know, out, um, outright international. Um, he does all these conferences. He, um, he did a conference at Victoria of, um, British Columbia Mm -hmm. in Canada, um, that was put on by the trans chair there, the trans chair position. Uh, I forget the name of the person, but they're also Mm -hmm. identified as transgender. And that position was created by Jennifer Pritzker. We can talk about him. Um, Mm -hmm. But Martine Rothblatt was there in 2016 talking about how tech transhumanists have to create um, an organization like WPATH, World Professional uh, Association of 
uh, transgender health. Um, mm-hmm. They have to create that for trans humanists, that same kind of organization that's come up for tech transgenders in order to make this transi- transition in the culture. Mm-hmm. So what we're looking at here is the colonization of human sex, human biology, right? Mm-hmm. And basically, this is happening because we've reached peak capitalism. Capitalism has nothing left to exploit that it hasn't already destroyed, you know, of the natural world. We're what's left. And they're coming for us. Mm. They really are. I'm uncomfortable. Oh, this is so terrifying. It's horrifying. But hey, you just deal with it. As a human, you deal with uncomfort. People. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I was pointing out it's okay to feel uncomfortable. This whole thing is like removing the uncomfort and affirming your, what you think you, uh, whatever. It's ridiculous. You need to go through hardships. You know, so behind these people, you know, Jennifer Pritzker. Jennifer Pritzker is a man Mm -hmm. who identified as a woman when he turned into 60s, right? Before that, he was a, um, um, in the armed forces, uh, I think he was a colonel, um, married, several children, part of the uh, wealthiest uh, family in the United States. The Pritzker family, billionaires, $29 billion they're worth. Um, and he decides one day that he's a woman, you know. Starts going to all these business meetings and meeting all these other, you know, hangs out with all these other rich people and these philanthropists and stuff and, you know, tells them he's a woman now and, you know, sends out a memo, you know, basically, I'm a woman now, so, you know, address me like that, whatever that means. Um, you know, shows up in a dress and pearls. And, um, you know, everybody goes along with this. How much money does this guy say? You can say you're, you know, you're the second coming and they're going to go with it, right? <laughs> He's got 29 bill in the bank. Honey, yep. okay. It's okay. Exactly. Right? <laughs> money talks. So, you know, so then he, again, like Arcus Foundation, like John Stryker behind Arcus Foundation, also connected to a medical corporation. You know, his whole mm-hmm. family is way invested in the medical industrial complex. I mean, massive billions of dollars, right? Invested in the medical industrial complex at so many levels. levels. And if you want to check that out, you can go to my blog and the article is in the back of the blog. Absolutely. uh, Mm -hmm. In the Federalist, who's institutionalizing uh, transgender ideology, right? Yeah. So um, he starts funding, you know, all these institutions um, setting up all these sexual uh, centers, sexuality centers, uh, help John um, Bonham, Mark Bonham, Mark S. Bonham up in Canada, uh, start the sexuality center up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, breaking down sexual dimorphism, sends around his minions um, to say that, that sex doesn't exist, sexual dimorphism doesn't exist, right? What is sexual dimorphism? Can you define that? Male and female procreation um so you know and again they're trying to take that away from humanity and make it you know through tech and it's already it's it's already underway i mean through surrogacy through transplanted uteruses and transplanted wombs and sperm and eggs and synthetic breast milk synthetic blood uh you know penises for women and neovages for men But the the, the success rate on these surgeries and everything that you're pretty much talking about, from what I've read, is pretty effing low. Like, phalloplasty is like, like, 
No one's talking about that. Of course not. I mean, all these, the truth is being suppressed everywhere. Um, there's the parallels with Scientology and this whole movement is incredible. Uh, it's very, cult-like. yeah, I just want to, very oh, I, I, it's, it's so cold. It, not only do they, they mute people's voices that are just asking questions, they're aggressive and they really like harass, they threaten you and they, they want you to feel, oh no. And you know, it's just, uh, it's like, an, right. They keep you in line, right. Yeah. They keep you glued mm-hmm. in. However, the difference between this cult and any other cult mm. is there is no charismatic leader here. There is no real leader. Exactly. Who is the leader? I mean, like, what? How strange. Rock Ladders, Jennifer Pritzker, it's, you know, Tim Gill, or is this one or is that one? No, not really. Not really. <laughs> Line leading the blind? The market, because this is being, mm. you know, instilled and entrenched in the market right now. And everybody is buying it and everybody is selling it. So now it just goes through the culture. It would be sort of like what we're up against here now is trying to get this out of the market, expose this so that people mm-hmm. aren't buying into it. But it's very, very exactly. hard because they already had the structure in place before they rolled it out in the culture. The yep. political infrastructure, the market infrastructure to, to get it through the market. I mean, Arcus is having these meetings with all these big powerhouse corporations and going, hey, you know, Arcus Foundation, I mean, John Stryker, having all these meetings with all these, um, you know, uh, rich people, basically, behind these mega corporations and saying, hey, this is why you need LGBT, this is why you need the T, in your, you know, uh, organizations, gender Mm -hmm. identity. Gender identity is inclusive of the T, right? We don't have to talk about transgenderism. What is that really? You don't really, really want to break that down. So we just say gender identity. It's kind of smooth, you know what I mean? It's much smoother than transgenderism, which sort of leaps off of transsexualism. And, you know, somebody might yeah. question, like, what the hell is that? Why are you adding that? Or, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on? Gender identity covers the whole spectrum, right? We don't really have to talk about it. Don't worry. It's just part of the LGB. Yeah. And now, now you have like these major corporations, major banks, all invested in gender identity. Why? Where did this come from? What's the issue? Why are you interested as a corporation, as a global bank, as a global media platform, as a global tax consulting house? Why are mm-hmm. these humongous structures involved in people's gender identity? I mean, come on! You think somebody would ask along the way? Do you know what I mean? They're not, they're not allowed to. They're not allowed to. Mm-hmm. Like a bigot, mm-hmm. transphobe, right. fired, whatever. That shit is erased. What? Not allowed. Right. Because it exposes it. You're not allowed to. If you, you can't have a discussion, you can't have compromise. That's also in the IGLY document. Uh, um something about compromise be wary of it like oh i wonder why come well, on it goes back to the beginning here of how i even got involved in this right the censorship mm-hmm. Shut down. you cannot discuss this you can't discuss this you can't even have an alternate opinion it wasn't like i oh. was setting up venues for these people to talk about gender identity they were going to talk about the environment nope because you've acknowledged biological reality, you will now have zero platforms. 
We will make sure of that, right? And pretty much that's why information can't get out because the minute somebody could mm-hmm. this, you know, they cut your legs off. Yeah. You know, people have been, you know, Megan Murphy, um, oh, yeah. feminist, journalist, wonderful, you know, has spoken out about this, you know, said a man can't be a woman on Twitter. Boom, gone. Did you know who uh, did that? Apparently the... Uh uh got her blocked i don't i actually don't want to mention the name i'll tell you later but yeah women i mean people aren't realizing this either because a lot of people just aren't on twitter or in the internet just on it uh women are being silenced like massively uh you know report fuck you turf message from some dude he just went on a rampage twitter wrote back and was like we don't see anything wrong with this like it's just fine i mean i already knew they weren't going to do anything i mean yeah for just talking about biology and stating the facts like a man can't become a woman or just not even necessarily that but just asking questions or uh misgendering like what i'm not gonna lie to you or lie for you i have i live in reality like that's fine if you want to do that but once you start imposing your ideas on me and how i'm supposed to think i mean that's huge that's a massive problem it's crazy how people are ignoring this and being like well they have feelings and suicides and like all these crazy statistics where i'm like okay it's just such like the whole repeated uh cult think that is regurgitated with each uh tra trans right activist is the same i keep it's like the same like five things i wish i, I should write that down at this point uh you know suicide they if they don't get this surgery they'll commit suicide they get harassed and blah 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 uh, I just don't understand why women are the ones that are supposed to protect the men that are being harassed, say, in their bathrooms. Oh, I have so much to say. Like, why are they... I already know why. I'm just going to play along here. Why are the men that are in dresses encroaching in on women's bathrooms and women's spaces? Like, why would they not create their own space? They don't... It took me... Actually, Artie Morty mentioned this. I realized it. I was like, oh, my oh, God, he's right. You know, you know gender identity... Um, gender identity um, activists are trying to deconstruct sex and so they're de- trying to deconstruct sexually um sex ba- uh, excuse me um environments mm-hmm. based on sex right segregated by sex mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and yet if they actually are able to accomplish that then men are going to be in the women's room because the women's room is going to be gender neutral Right. So there's going to be men in there. So the men that you're trying to supposedly purportedly save yourself from from getting, you know, from acts of violence from them. That's why you're in the women's room. Right. So if yes, if the women's room is deconstructed and men are in there, then you're going to have the same problem you had in the men's room. Right. Of course. Okay. Yeah, that's I know. I've thought that, too. I'm like, what? Yes, but nobody's able to have a conversation like that with any you know, TRAs. Because well, if they have their own third space, then uh, that's then they won't be able to have the affirmation of them being in the women's bathroom because that's another step in their uh, scavenger hunt of what what it is to be a woman. Like that's an affirmation. Like, oh yes, I'm being recognized as a woman. I get to go in your woman's space and steal your tampons. And then you would think that they wouldn't be fighting really for you know gender neutral bathrooms. You know, North Carolina was subject to um, um, financial threat, like 
outstanding financial threat if they didn't get on board with oh, yeah. the bathrooms, making them gender neutral <laughs> in the school, right? So nice. Threatening. Very, very, so very nice. It doesn't really make any sense. No, of course you know? not. It's just that it's been, you know, it's repeated so often. I mean, this is what advertising is. They repeat mm-hmm. the same thing True. over and over and over again. They cultivate your desire or they cultivate, in this situation, they cultivate compassion. You know, so you're not really thinking, you know, it's just, it's in there. It's just going on and on and on, you know, and it's like, it's advertising. It's advertising for the deconstruction of uh, sexual dimorphism. I should rewatch Mad Men. I think it'd be a good thing. And it does yeah. sound crazy. I mean, it sounds crazy even as I say it out loud, but you know, it's, that's all there. It's all proof. You know I mean? It's hundred percent. Not even hidden. It's just that people aren't looking for it. That's the whole thing. Exactly. It really is all out there. hundred um, percent. It's incredible. You would think they would, uh, I guess, find a way to not put that out there, but <clears throat> I'm like, I don't even think the tra- the t- you know trans rights activists, of course, I think the majority have them have not even read these documents or even really followed up and done their own research yeah. on what they're yeah. advocating for. Like, are yeah. are you aware of what you're like uplifting um, and whose rights you're taking away? And like, no one cares about women. Like, no one asked us how do you feel about this. Of course not, because then they wouldn't get their way. It's, 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 it's insanity. The illusion. People like to, like you had said earlier, you know, people close their eyes because it's more comfortable. And I think that people really think that, you know, they want to continue to believe that we live in a democracy still. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we do not. You know, I mean, this is being driven by big, big money all through the culture. And yep. John Stryker of Arcus Foundation. I mean, he was trained as an architect, so his architect degree has really served him in building the political infrastructure for this Goliath. And um, Hmm. he's come right out and said, you know, you don't get on board with gender identity ideology, there goes your money. So this (laughs) here, this hundreds of thousands of dollars, sometimes millions of dollars, is contingent upon you getting on board with this program. Yikes. And this is really, this is a pharma program. It's a, you know, it's big pharma behind this. You know, there's oh, yeah. money in surgeries. There's money in the drugs. I mean, it's not just cross-sex hormones. It's big doctors, money. It's pain medications. It's anti-rejection medications. It's all sorts of medications, you know, mm-hmm. plus the surgeries, plus any complications that come up. I mean, you're doing to a human body what shouldn't be done, and the human body is going to resist that. So you Of course. Dramatic. You know, you're really tied to the medical industrial complex for the rest of your life. You know, bonanza. (laughs) I know, people don't see it like that. This is either in tech, high tech, AI, um, big pharma, or banking. Yeah. You know, all the big kahunas behind this thing. Driving, you know, driving it, the drivers, you know. Of course. Yeah, the amount of GoFundMes for top surgery chopping off healthy breasts today i checked it it was somewhere 37,000 um yeah last i looked at it was i'm just like holy hell wow. it's gone up a couple of thousand of course and, you know, of course yeah. yeah and they're not cheap surgeries like 10 grand um i mean they're just it's just incredible it's like you know one of the stories like oh i you know i've known this since i was young it's like dude you ha- you're like 
14, 16, you haven't even fully grown your brain. Like you haven't lived enough life to really know what you want. You're doing something that is irreversible. Like, and no one's, the, the, the medical, you know, people are not going to tell them the really, you know, the side effects that can happen or this, is it not going to necessarily fix your dysphoria? Uh, they're not going to say any of that. Of course not. They would lose a patient. Uh, and what if you're a parent, you know, out of the blue, you know, you can't come oh home and says, I, I'm trans. I'm the opposite sex. I want cross-sex hormones. I want to do this. I want to do that. Or maybe they start with a haircut, you know, or right. growing hair yeah. out or some, you know, other stereotype, right? Yeah. And you just yeah. go along with it because they're just being a teenager, right? Right, you know, of course. You don't know the extent of this online. You have no idea. You're just a parent. You're out there in the world. You're working. You're trying to keep your family together. You're cooking. You're cleaning. You're driving every, everybody everywhere, you know, whatever. Um, and then this starts to escalate, you know, like crazy. Maybe they get cross sex hormones on the, on the internet, you know, where they go to Planned Parenthood by themselves and they get, they get cross sex hormones, right? Or you go to websites where they're taught how to lie to the clinicians or whoever on how to manipulate and get your way and oh, grooming. Parenthood. This is so much grooming. Second visit, they'll give you, they'll give you cross sex hormones. Oh yeah. It's yeah. The, yeah you well. don't even have to go through any procedure. You're a young person. No, of course not. That's, that's. In their guidelines, that's not a thing. Don't do that. Don't uh, what's ask questions. Had, um, what's their, what's their, what's their been their, you know, their whole reason for being is reproduction, right? Female reproduction. They've that's the the field that they've been um, involved in for all these years. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. female reproduction. Hmm. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um. Man, you're like hitting all the questions I even had. Um, yeah, people, I, I guess that's stupid, but not stupid, but it's like people who agree with this ideology, what are they really losing? Like, why not? I mean, it's just, it's just uh, progressive. And I mean, you've already covered some of that, but what are they, they losing? Because they, have, they don't have the information that we have. You know, once you start, looking, yeah, yeah. You, know, you look at the backdrop, I mean, all the stuff is there, but again, people aren't looking for it. So they don't really see what's going on. They just see the narrative nope. of this, you know, so what's the big deal? You know, a few men in women's sports, eh, no big deal, you know. Exactly. Women, oh. You know, a few men dressing as women going to work at Goldman Sachs, what's the big deal? We don't have a big deal with that, you know. They're not looking at the big, broad picture. Not at all. This is, you know, infiltrated the culture and what it actually means. Who is behind it? What's the ideology that they're driving? How is it connected to surrogacy? You know, the technological reproduction, you know, the future of technological reproduction you know, breaking down sexual dimorphism, you know, uh, they're not after gender, they're after sex, honey. Gender is stereotypes. <laughs> they don't give a crap about somebody's identity and their, you know, how they're going to express their stereotypes, you know, that they like. Exactly. You know, they are blatant stereotypes. They are after sex, human sex. It is yep. clear as day to me, clear as absolute day. A hundred percent. And I think a lot of people are not going to be put in these situations where it would deeply affect them, like women's prison or, uh, I mean, if you don't have a, a child, um, just the lack of, a you know, ability to think outside of yourself. And I don't know, uh, man. Oh, so I was, I was talking about the parents, right? So, you know, your mm -hmm. parent and your kid comes home and, you know, they've gotten cross sex hormones and their voice starts to change and, you're like, holy hell, you know, what, what are we going to do? Right. You take them to the, yeah. to, to us, to see a shrink, right? The shrink says, Oh, you know, you better get over yourself because this is a thing. And your child is actually now a boy. This is your male child. And you better get over it. 
you bigot, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you go to yeah, another psychiatrist because you don't like that answer, right? You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, you know, and then the other psychiatrist says, yeah, well, yeah, transgender is really a thing. Your kid's really the other sex now, so you better get used to it, right? Yeah. And then you yeah. take them to the, your general practitioner, and the general practitioner says, yeah, give them these cross-sex hormones, right? Give your, give your daughter these cross-sex hormones. And, uh, uh, yeah, you'll all live happily ever after with him. God, <laughs> yeah. it's so tragic. And, and the school is like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your, your child has been um, a boy now. You know, your girl child has been a boy now for the, the past year. We just didn't want to tell you about it because they didn't want us to. Right? They don't even tell you. They don't inform you. Of course not. And so every place no. that you go to try and get help for this situation, they're telling you you're crazy. And in the yeah. culture... It's being celebrated and normalized. Stars, Charlize Theron has a has a transgender child. Angelina Jolie, God. you know, transgender child. These transgender children are falling off of trees. They're so horrific. <laughs> you yep. hear anything about this? You know, you didn't hear, hear about kids jumping off again, wanting to jump off the bridge because they couldn't be, you know, they were in the wrong body. It's just, it's so ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? So, oh, of course I know what you mean, 100%. And people are believing it. It's just, wow. It's <laughs> So, yeah, on a bad uh, day, it is, it's really frightening. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's something that I... How well it's working. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. It's something that I'm definitely not going to stop fighting for and being involved in because, like, women fucking matter. Like... It's just crazy, you know, the mentions of, like, people feeling like, that. oh, back to the suffragette stuff, like, here we go, like, back to square one, um, and it really feels like that, not that I was alive for any of that, but, I mean, come on, like, we're fighting for our spaces and our rights here again. You're fighting for your biology. Yeah. Your space. You're fighting for your yes. facts, honey. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for your, you know, yeah, for your womanhood. You're fighting, you know, and... You better hold on tight, baby, because they are coming for it. They really are. I know they are. That's why you can't talk about womanhood anymore. You can't talk about women's biology. You can talk pregnant or breastfeeding. You You can't talk about womanhood because womanhood is being colonized. Yeah. God almighty. Um, Yep. Wow. Yep. I'm going through all my questions. Oh, God. Uh, I, I, but I'm just like, at what point, you know, the whole, like, I think it was Australian women's bathhouse thing yesterday or this week, uh, being all like, let's accept trans-identifying males into the space. And it's so uh, insulting. And it was really amazing to see uh, the majority of the comments being women like, this is ridiculous, you know, how insulting, etc. So I'm like, at what point can all these institutions or whatever fight against the general public like how how can this stick is what i'm saying when is this going to backfire and can it backfire like how can something like this crazy thought and cult think um stick when the majority of people are like what are you what are you talking about this is insane how can it stick i just don't understand that i mean i don't know did that make sense is that a question (laughs) it's it's so rife through everything and the threat is so pronounced i mean our speech is really circling the drain in america right now 
I mean, it's not like we ever had like completely free speech, but every year it's getting worse and worse and worse. And the way it presents around this issue particularly is really so alarming. So many people have been deplatformed. Comedians can't make jokes. You know, actors can't act if they're not, you know, transgender. I mean, imagine, you know, we're going to have a rapist in a movie, but we can't really have, um, you know, anybody else Uh. except a rapist play this role. Oh, my God. That's so horrifying. I mean, oh, my God. You know, I mean, that's insanity. Of course. Of course. Um, 100%. But there's threat at every every place you turn. And it's like, it doesn't have to be, how shall I say, um, Like, people might not be able to define it, but they know it's there. Mm-hmm. They feel it, you know, because it's in the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's everywhere you go. And if mm-hmm. you try to discuss this in any kind of critical way, you are framed as a horrible, hateful, bigot, scum of the earth. We want nothing to do with you. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, yes. And if you're picking on other people, you know, I mean, being woke, being... Being compassionate for, towards everybody right now is very, very, uh, you know, it makes us feel very virtuous without really having to do anything, you know. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make a. Uh, not... any real action to do anything. Yeah. Except point like the... at somebody else and say how bad they are. Exactly. Yeah. It makes them feel good. Like, oh, look, you know, I'm on the internet uh, advocating for this really minority group look at how good i am look i'm a good human i'm a good oh god and just ignoring uh the people that you are affecting by uplifting that completely ignoring like not even listening to not taking into account not having discussions like we've said um i'm just like it's crazy how blind people are and how they'll just go along with it i wrote a blog post recently um about how you know the shame of being homosexual mm. has caused such, it has really caused like so much, so much brutal suffering. And, yeah. um, and we're creating tyrants, you know, the, um, you know, like the prey is basically turning into the hunter now, you know? Yes. You know? Yep. There was a great quote, quote about that. I've read recently. The, the people that were too weak to fight the monsters become like the Monster. monsters that they were exactly. too weak to fight. Exactly. I was like, oh, it's so true. They're getting payback, you know, because they have power. Yeah. Yep. And they're not probably thinking in terms of, oh, now I'm going to get back at you. But it's like, you know, it's a, it's an internal psychological process. You know what I mean? You've been, you've been told you're dirt. You're you're not like other people. You're ashamed. You're, there's something so intimate, like your sexuality that, you know, wow. You know, and you can say the same thing about, you know, um, transsexuals like why shame them you know what i mean we live in a dissociating society you know in america you know everything is cordoned off from everything else you know um we're we're more invested in machines and and uh, technology than we are with the natural world uh, Mm -hmm. or each other at this point um i mean maximum security prisoners have more time outside than most children you know yeah so we're uh, I've thought about Develop fetishes and dissociating, you know, sexuality that just, dis- you know, it, and objectifies 
is kind of normal in this completely sick place that we live in, right? However, if you're going to, you know, have a lot of compassion for that and say, oh, okay, well, we'll just accept that now. But, you know, if you're going to accept that, then you have to accept, uh, you have to normalize it, first of all, if you're going to accept it. You have to yeah. normalize it in the culture, right? And now I have to be a participant. Other people have to be a participant in your sexuality. Yeah. You know? You have to affirm. And if you do it for one, if you do it for one fetish, then you have to do it for another. I mean, pride has exploded. Pride parade has exploded mm. into, a, you know, a fetish circus, mm. basically. Yep. You know, people with ball gags and oh yeah, um, walking you know, out there, yeah. <clears throat> and, and chains and uh, you know, no clothes or a thong, leather thongs. Chains, very private stuff. You know, to to me, that stuff is very private and intimate, and just uh, yeah. Exactly. So you know. So but. Bringing this into the culture, all this, like this whole freak show, this kink mm -hmm. show, bringing all this into the culture yep. makes everybody a participant in objectification, sexualizing other people, uh, disembodiment, um, subordination, domination as normal. These things now are normalized in the culture. And this is what we're doing. And this takes away any of our ability to have any private space. Yes. Okay, this is really important here. The mm. fact that we're, we're our private space is already obliterated through big tech, right? And and massive surveillance every place we go. Now, at our most intimate level, our most sexual level, you know, this is being imposed upon us. And I really do believe that it's it's escalating the whole mm. thing because you know sexual trauma. Mm. You know, this being part of a sexual act that you don't want to be part of, that you're not consulting to, you know, creates a trauma. It creates a, a, a propensity to dissociate, right? And which is also why, you know, they're bringing like drag queens into story hour and getting more, you know, teaching children more and more sexual intimate stuff because it creates dissociation. You know, so at every level of the culture, you know, we're, you know, being programmed to dissociate more and more and more from the natural world. They're so dangerous. From our from the land, from who we are as sexual beings. You know, yeah, so it's all really about, you know, dissociation. You know, that's the whole, that's the whole thing. That's the whole agenda. Yep. I think it's really. important to really mention that 100%. Yeah. It's horrifying. And, uh you know, our personalities, our likes, our dislikes are, are all being controlled and collected for data mining, for big tech and corporations. This all goes together, yeah. you know. I don't generally speak about it all together because I think that's really overwhelming and people go like their heads explode. Like, right? Yeah, yeah. You know? so I just try to, you know, to, and people really aren't up to that level no, yeah. because they can't even, the corporatism behind this, ideology it's heavy There's and it's really heavy all this is really heavy and gender and identity and expressing oneself and da, 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 da. It's marketing 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 if you have a brand of say makeup mm -hmm. right you have two colors of makeup you have white you know white foundation for white people and then you have black foundation for black people mm -hmm. right um you're not going to sell a whole lot of makeup but now if you have varying shades mm. of brown Excellent and beige point. and you have all these pinks and roses and for, for all these white women, right? You're going to sell a whole lot of makeup. It's a spectrum That's of makeup, such a great right? point. Yep. If you 
have a phone, you know, you got a blue phone, you got, a, you know, you got a black phone. You're not going to sell too many phones, right? But if you got an array of colors and those colors are really targeted to specific people, specific likes, specific personalities, specific sexes, you're going to be marketing, you know, a lot more phones, right? You're going to be selling a lot more phones and people are going to be buying your phones, mm -hmm. right? This is how the whole LGB came into being corporate uh, identities, yep. you know, uh, way back in the 70s um, and the 80s when pharma was coming into and colonizing LGB, you know, uh, they turned them into corporate uh, identities because that you had most gay people didn't really have the option of, of go getting a surrogate and go have mm -hmm. a baby, right? Mm -hmm. Was a lot, a lot more complicated for gay people to have babies. Right. So here you have, you know, two men, especially two men in the same household, big earners, mm -hmm. right, with no kids. <laughs> Woo! Bonanza! You know, and even women, you know, professional women yep. get together, have like big nice house. You know, this is good, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, this is real good because they're not going to have any babies. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be out there just spending their oh money. So LG, you know, that's how they became a corporate identity, mm -hmm. right? And then it was like, oh, gay cruises and gay bookstores and gay clubs and gay this and gay that, gay towns, Provincetown, Massachusetts, gay town. Oh yeah, right? money. Yeah, so this is, you know, so so it turns into like a marketing opportunity, right? But if you had LGB and then you have nothing else after that, you have heterosexuals, mm. you know, or you've really pretty much hit your mark, right? Until you expand that market by bringing in disembodiment. Yeah. And yeah. having a whole spectrum. Yeah. We have, you know, transgender makeup. We have gender queer makeup. We have gender queer clothing. You know, we have transgender, you know, uh, modeling. We have transgender. Uh, we Everything. have um, schools that want to be women. We have, mm -hmm. you know, cosmetology for men that want to be women. You know, we have <laughs> transgender clothing. Yeah. 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 What I also notice, obviously, is the... Uh, we don't ever really hear about trans identifying females. So transgender males, like ever, like that's also like a huge alarm going on. Like, why is it so heavily focused around the males? Oh, we hear about them. Don't we hear about them? <laughs> we hear about them when they're having babies. Oh, stop. When the women who are identifying as men have babies. Oh yes, 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 yes. That's yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. That I remember hearing that story yeah. ages or, or years ago. No. Mm. Yeah. That uh, Asian woman that became a became a male played uh, cosplayed a male. It's yeah, and also I don't do the whole game of like saying you're what you are. I know some people do, even people that think like us. But I'm like, I think it's just dangerous because it just confuses like your thinking and speaking. And I mean, that's all of this is like erasure. We woke up to, you know, we, we woke up one day and all the road signs were changed. Yeah. And you're supposed to. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Just drive anyway. To, yeah, you to know? go against what you naturally see, even if the man looks pretty convincing. In fact, there was someone, I used to be in the cosplay community. There was a uh, male that, I don't know if they got surgery or whatever, but I saw their photos and on Instagram and whatnot. And I was like, what is it about this person? I honestly could not figure it out. This is before I, I really got into all this research. Um, and I was like, I don't, 
like it looked like a woman, but I was like, something's there, you know, my innate, my intuitive self was like, I can't figure it out. But then I met them in person. And as soon as they spoke, I was like, oh, it's a dude. Oh my God. That's what it was. Um, I don't know where I was going with that really, but, um, how easy it is to be fooled. I just feel like this, it's just a, such a fooling thing. Like, I mean, you know, and everybody knows this is impossible. I know. Everybody really, really knows. I mean, even if they're selling you a bunch of BS, they know. Yeah. Everybody knows where babies yeah. come from. Yeah. 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 We all know this. We do. <laughs> we do know this. Even if you're, even if you're talking BS, you know it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we're all going along in this pretend Kafka-esque kind of, you know, matrix. It's it's insanity. It's insanity. Do you have anything to add or say on the uh, male versus female brain, like, topic? I know that that's kind of a... Um, yeah, go ahead. Is that real? And, well, it seems to be a thing that they also rely on uh, alongside with the intersex thing. <laughs> sense that okay it's a good question uh in the sense that you know can a doctor tell the difference between a male brain and a female brain i don't actually know <laughs> to tell you the truth right. i mean i think a male a female brain is probably smaller in general i think it probably um you know it has different hormones so maybe there's some different things going on there and i think that cultural stereotypes you know are sort of overlaid on biological, I should, should I say propensities, mm -hmm. like, you know, men are generally bigger and stronger, right? Yep. right? They're going to sort of gravitate towards, you know, jobs potentially in the culture that are, that, that need muscle, right? They'll be movers, they'll be firemen, they'll be blah, 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 mm -hmm. you know, because they have a lot more physical strength. I mean, a woman is really going to have to develop herself in order to, you know, be able to, you know, move furniture as well as a man. Right. Do you yeah. Know what I mean, your average woman, you know, is built for making babies. <laughs> we're, a, we're a minority species. This is how we procreate. So our bodies are really geared for mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think cultural stereotypes are sort of overlaid on that, you know, on those biological propensities, you know, but what, what feminism has tried to do over the years is to you know, um, stop the, the rigid, uh, rigidification of yep. that, the, um, make them so rigid, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So that people can't move yep. and also exposing how that, um, sort of, uh, making them so rigid serves capitalism, mm. you know, uh, serves, um, society so that, um, women, don't have the same kind of movement as men. Mm -hmm. They demur to men. They, you know, physically make themselves vulnerable with clothing. Not that they do this to themselves, but the culture, you know, the overlay of these stereotypes on mm -hmm. women, you know. Uh, so I think that there are, you know, biological propensities. Right. You know, we are physically different. It matters. It absolutely matters. Of course, 100%. It may or may not, you know, um, steer us in different, you know, directions socially, mm -hmm. but there are absolutely, um, there is absolutely a gender, um, system that sorts men and women's, you know, into categories, uh, uh, abilities mm -hmm. that they're able to choose in life. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. 
um, and who they're able to have sex with gracefully without being, you know, targeted. Mm -hmm. So those, you know, I think, you know, that's basically what I can say yeah. about that. I mean, a lot, of, you know, there have been scientists, women scientists, you know, uh, I can't think of their name right now. That's uh, fine. Um, but have, have dealt with that, you know, have, have looked at stereotype behavior and, and um, picked it apart and, and said, you know, and have proved mm -hmm. that, you know, basically there isn't a whole lot there, you know, mm -hmm. in terms of our abilities, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a interesting topic that I think that there's still a lot of questions to be answered with the whole brain thing. I personally think it's just a bullshit excuse. Um, I wish I had more to say on it because I think it's, it is a complicated thing and there's like a lot of, I don't know, Dr. Deborah So's book, she talks a little bit about it, but it is a topic I find fascinating and I definitely want to research more about it. I don't know everything. I talk about those things, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But because, you know, the rigid stereotypes really mm -hmm. enforce, uh, and, and, um, how shall I say, uh, offend or the mm. corporate yeah that's you know, true um they're solidified and they're regurgitated yeah. and they're you know uh sent back out to us mm -hmm. now then we have um you know uh sex work is empowering god <laughs> yeah can you explain why it's you why know, why is it not empowering your breasts you know to express yourself as a man is empowering you know uh getting a body if you're a man and uh you know, drilling a hole in oh, your God. body, you know, to have some makeshift, uh, you know, resemblance to a vagina is uh, this is empowering. This is brave. This is courageous. So all these sexual stereotypes are now being regurgitated yeah. at us and they're being, you know, they're sent out as empowering now and the kids are buying it because they don't know any better. Of course they are. Yeah. They're naive and you kind of, you think you grow up trusting the world around you. You would never suspect that you'd be deceived at every corner. Uh, being a young person like yeah and again i think that parents have no clue they're not living on tumblr and reddit and all these websites or youtube uh where they really have no idea and even i have no, not a full grasp on it because i'm not a you know a teenager living on tumblr uh but man that stuff is very real we turned off our computers you know oh yeah i mean they're separating us from real life yes they're really taking children away from their parents. Yes, literally. <laughs> that is a thing. I don't know if that's a thing that uh, Americans or whatever the clinics are doing here, but I believe it's UK. I don't remember what I think it's UK. If the kid tells whatever clinic or I, I don't know what term to call it, that my parent is not affirming me or they're gatekeeping my identity, they'll literally take the kid away from the parent. Like, that's a real thing. It's actually happening, yep. I know a couple of terrifying as if these people know better than the parents that birthed this child and have raised it. It's crazy. And if the kid's being lied to about all this, of course, they'll be like, my parent is actually hate speech and threatening my life and what I am. So it's so twisted. Well, you, know, you have a family unit where both people have to be out working mm -hmm. in order to survive. Um, you know, who's minding the store? Who's minding the mm -hmm. children? You know, and who's informing those children? And who's telling the stories of those children? And technology in terms of separating us as communities. Um, I mean, 
I have family here, I have family there, I have a best friend in another state and a best friend in another state. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have all these people that I know all over the world. But in terms of like right in my own community to go out and have a cup of soup with somebody, that's a little rough. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in a, you know, yep. you know, in a major city. You know, you got to plan this, right? Yeah. You got to plan this. Yeah. <laughs> really, right? In advance, like a couple of weeks, really. And then you go and you haven't seen this person in a couple of weeks because it's really hard to plan shit, yeah, yeah. right? So then you're together and you have a cup of soup, right? And you're in a restaurant really crowded and you start throwing your life up on each other because you haven't seen each other in a couple mm-hmm. of months, right? So you throw your life up on each other, right? And then you go home. And this is supposed to be community? No. I don't think so. <laughs> community is people who know who you are, people that know what you smell like, people that know what you like, what you don't like, what your little triggers are, people that know what your favorite color is, what your favorite ice cream. Ask my friend, what is my favorite ice cream? Any one of my friends, none of them would be able to tell you. I don't think anybody in my family would be able to tell mm. you what my favorite ice cream mm-hmm. is. That is not community. We are separated by miles. We're separated by technology. Yeah. We're separated from our land. And this is dissociating. This is disembodiment, you know? This is where all this is going. And it's happening because of capital, because the market runs itself now. This is, it's totalitarian, Yes, the market. Yay, that is actually 100% yes. It just goes. It's like a shark looking for a meal. It just goes. Yeah. And the whole COVID thing is only working in its favor, only working out for them. And I don't even know what, I'm like, it seems like it's so planned at this point. I don't know. I mean, obviously it's a real thing, but wow, is it convenient for, again, all this transgender stuff I've noticed while being in lockdown, maybe because I am in lockdown, but I'm also like, wow, this is going to work in their favor like crazy because every, you know, these children are indoors and on the computer even more and not going out and doing it ever. I mean, not all of them, obviously, but I'm like, this is only going to work in their favor to have more kids follow suit and also manipulate everyone's minds about it and push. It's just a tool, you know, puppet. Ah, it's terrifying. Capitalism. (laughs) My God. You know, every every new tragedy, every new crisis is really utilized. Yeah. You know, in, I mean, can the wealthy get any more wealthy? Apparently that's all they want to do is get more wealthy, which I don't want to, I mean, uh, you know, take it all. I'm a man and I have man power. Let me also take woman power. That's what I feel like it is. It's like, why not? Because I can. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Like, well, what can we do to protect ourselves with this? Like, what can we do? Well, shitty question. I know it's like, (laughs) you know, for me, it's, you know, resistance yeah. is vital. Yeah, 100%. Um, especially if you're going to take in the horrors of what actually are. You you have to be resisting it in some way in order to ameliorate the uh, the horror, the devastation, and the, the terror that amounts when you're looking at something so gargantuan. Mm-hmm. You know, that is also available to us, you know, to be able to see so many crises and so much horror at one time mm-hmm. because of technology, mm-hmm. right? We weren't built for this. We're built for communities, for tribes, you know? We're not built for seeing what all these other tribes are doing, what all this shit that they're Great going through. Great point, right? yes. 
smaller communities right mm -hmm. so here we are looking at the world going like holy shit well we have to ameliorate that for ourselves you know and for our community you know so we have to be resisting it on our in our community you know where it's happening mothers are resisting fathers are resisting they're going to their school boards they're going hell no mm -hmm. we ain't having yep. it. to form a little organization here and um you know Maybe they're not going to get any, get very far, but maybe they're only going to inspire somebody else to do exactly. that. Exactly. And then somebody else, somebody else, and somebody else in their communities. And once we have, you know, the, you know, more and more people doing that, then things will start to yeah, change. Yeah, make ripples. But you have to take up their piece. This is the most vital, vital thing. You have to take up your piece. Mm -hmm. How small it is, it doesn't matter. It matters that you're taking something up. If you have money and nobody else has money that's working on this front, send them money. Yeah. You know? The ones that can, like you and I. There, there are journalists out there. There are parents out there, yeah. foundations out there working towards, you know, changing laws. You know, uh, Wolf Organization is a feminist organization in um, the United States that is doing so much. Mm -hmm. They're carrying a heavy load. Yep. You know, they need money. Send them money. <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah. Send, send people at the front lines money, Great point. you know, like, you know, in, in the second world war and, you know, people would house other people in their homes, you know, mm -hmm. the underground railroad, you know, people, people helped each other, you know, we can't do this, but we can give you a sandwich, you know, excellent uh, on your way. Yeah. Send out the sandwiches. You know what I mean? Do what you can do. It does. You don't have to do the biggest thing. You don't have to cure the whole thing before you act. Yeah. This is the most important thing that people have to understand. And you also have to take care of yourself. You have to be happy. Spread joy. You know, if that's what you can do, if you're working with kids and you can spread joy, spread joy, have fun, laugh, <laughs> make love, you know, go out in the, in the woods, you know, go to the ocean, you know, ride your bicycle, you know, really be happy. Wow. Powerful. It is wonderful. What a great way to, I feel like, wrap this up. That's This has been wonderful. Love it. Oh, <clears throat> this better not be the last time. Uh, where can people find you? At the11thhourblog.com. Fan-freaking-tastic. Who cares about me? It's all about my guests. All right. Lindsay, thank you for spreading the hey, word. I really appreciate my it. My absolute pleasure. Great yeah. All right. It's real life. Yeah, eventually. Okay. Bye. And that's it for today, you guys. I hope you enjoyed that interview. I'm going to be having more interviews on my podcast. Um, please consider donating to my podcast fund. I'll have a direct PayPal link in my show notes and on my website, lindsayplatotionart.com. Click the, click the Distorted Lens podcast link on the top. You can also become a patron on my Patreon to support my work. You'll be directly providing funds so I can gain access to medical journals. Um, you can provide you know, funds for the service of even doing the video interviews, because that is definitely not free. And just in general, for the time that I put into this podcast, it is uh, my current life's work to the point where I have been kind of forcing myself to paint or draw a little thing daily just to break out of my research, because it is so relentless. Um, uh, yeah, so also don't forget to rate and review my podcast on Apple Podcasts. Um, I think Spotify has a rating service. Other podcasting service um, apps do, I believe, other than Apple. Uh, this matters with visibility on Apple Podcasts and makes a difference. So you, too, can make a difference. 
And again, all these, uh, you know, my Patreon link and whatnot will be in my show notes, patreon.com forward slash distorted lens. You can email me at distortedlens at gmail.com if you have questions. And question everything. Curiosity will save humanity. And resistance, y'all. Resistance. Namaste. man is has his gender reassigned and outwardly and he feels inwardly is a woman in your view can he be a woman or not no do you understand how people feel that's insulting i don't care people get insulted all the time <laughs> australians get insulted every day of the week <laughs>